So it's uh, been a busy week of crystal ball gazing. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. Fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1-833-EBAY-723. That's 1-833-322-9723. This is Fake Announcer Guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So that's uh, Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson, your hosts for the Selling on eBay radio show. Thank you very much indeed for joining us again this week. Uh, Sherry, she's a a full-time eBay seller. She's based over in Colorado. Most of her stuff is on a consignment sale basis. And uh, my notes here tell me that uh, apparently she loves being asked to crystal ball gaze and predict the future for the next year in eBay. Oh, yes. And (laughs) Philip lives in the one state that hasn't been subject to a polar vortex this year. He's safe and warm in the sunny state of Florida. And when he's not buying to resell, he's plugging away, analyzing data to fine-tune the art of listing items using machine intelligence so he doesn't have to consider hiring teenagers. They might require more conversation than he prefers. Mm -hmm. And the fan club's obviously in, and you can take part two. uh, eBay 723 is the number. All right, coming up in today's program, it's a a busy day. We've got the seller release that's just come out. Uh, We'll ask our resident expert for their view on whether this is good or bad for sellers. Not quite sure where the resident expert's got to, but if uh, we'll just ask Shari to do it instead. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm not the resident expert. Also, it's tax season time, so fire up the software and start crunching the numbers. Indeed, indeed. All right. And uh, yes, you've heard that we live in inflationary times. Well, we'll use a bad pun uh, to investigate how this impacts uh, Shari's shipping operation. And my predictions for eBay in 2023. The ones you love to contemplate every year. All right, so that's uh, what's coming up in this week's edition of the show. You can find out more about us and what we do at our little website. That is sellsellsell.online. Moving on, eBay news. And uh, there's been a change of heart at eBay. The listing quality report gets a reprieve. Maybe people were just too sad to see it go. Well, I think Mr. H. Temkin of uh, New York State is uh, pretty pleased about that, but uh, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's on borrowed time. I think people were concerned that without it, they'd lose track of that important data on whether their stuff is being rejected by Google, which is key information. Um, some of the more analytical stuff, reality is I think it's it's too high-powered for most of us. I mean, I don't know what the percentage of sellers that routinely use a spreadsheet is, but I'm suspecting it's fairly small. Yeah, the bank blank expression on my face is the one indicating that I don't look at that report. So anyway, uh, my guess is uh, it, it'll go at some point. It'll be transmogrified into something a little bit uh, less processor intensive to put together, maybe easier for eBay to support, and maybe something that's a little bit more digestible uh, for people across the technology spectrum. But uh, as you say, what do I know? All right. Uh, also uh, in the news this week, you should by now have received your 1099K uh, from eBay. If you yeah. sold, let's think, 600 items, no, 200 items, $10,000. Is that the threshold? I thought uh, it was $20,000 or did they change 20, it? Maybe it's $20,000. Um, anyway, uh, you may have got that in the mail. Uh, it's also, if you haven't and you want it and you think you get one, uh, at the, uh, what do they call it, Seller Center now, not Seller Hub, and you can download the file. I tried to download mine because I was confused a bit 
uh, because there was a big difference, a bigger difference than normal between what the paper 1099K says in terms of what I've sold on eBay and what the dashboard says. You know, one's about 30% higher than the other, which is more than I usually see as a difference. So I thought, aha, I'll get to the bottom of this and I'll pull the CSV file, more references to spreadsheets, by the way, and, and see what the heck's going on with this. And when I got the CSV file back, it only has December's data in it. So I sent Sherry a note saying, is, am I the only person that they've messed this thing up? And apparently yours is okay. Mine is a mess. So I don't Mine's know Mine's okay, yeah. but it's not going to clear up much, I, in my opinion. And I also talked to somebody with eBay about it. Ah. Uh, which do they know anything about it? I mean, if you ring well, the service number, do they? can they support this? There is something that she illuminated for me. And that is that um, the figure, maybe you already know this, on the 1099K does not include sales tax collected by eBay. But if you charge for shipping, like I do, it does include that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, Yeah, it's confusing because also on that CSV file, mine did cover the whole 12 months. They show transaction fees they show sales tax collected by ebay in a separate column but they don't include ad fees okay i mean i guess they figure if we want to and when i talked to her about that she said well you can get that from the transaction report our favorite document of all time oh yeah <laughs> so simple to read and figure out yeah so it is i i really have no explanation, especially if it's not including sales tax, as to why it's higher than what, you know, eBay's. Okay, well, class project then to me. Oh, good. To get on the horn to customer service, try and figure out what they've done with my file. And once I get that, excuse me, I can uh, I can pull that together and find out why it is so much greater. I don't get that many cancellations. If you had lots of cancellations, I'd say, well, that might be it. But 25% of the total? No, never, nothing like that. Anyway. Can't solve that here, so we'll move on and let you know what we find out about that. And uh, one last piece of uh, news we have. Next seller check-in is March 2nd. And that's, if you haven't taken part in one of these, chance for you to uh, be talked at by some talking heads from eBay via the video link. Uh, actually, not a bad thing to take part in. It's two hours or an hour and a half. I think it might be two hours, this next one. Yeah, usually they are. But it's quarterly. Yeah. So it, it's a bunch it, of presentations that tell you what's going on, what's new, maybe try and improve your knowledge of the platform features you didn't normally perhaps play with. So that and they have networking rooms. Oh, yes, yes. A lot of usually by topic and mm -hmm. not just region. So I don't know whether we're going to be doing one. We'd like to do one. So maybe we'll try and pull some strings and uh, you can uh, you can see us in action uh, over video, which will be a heck of a shock. But uh, there you go. Uh, we'll let you know as and when we get that agreed so you can pick a different room. Um, so that's all in the future. Um, and that's the 2nd of March. I think it's I think it starts at 12 Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Figure out what it means to you from that. And I believe it runs two hours, but that may include the, some networking time, maybe half an hour uh, with other sellers to exchange ideas and get questions answered, that sort of thing. 
All right, then. Let's get on to the meat of the matter. We have uh, coming out uh, the eBay winter seller release. Happens typically early-ish in February each year. Uh, our expert, Sherry, has been uh, perusing all the material that came out very recently. And uh-huh. uh, so is it good or bad? Or is it a mixed, mixed bag? I think overall it's good. Oh. I read somebody else's review, and um, she was very negative about it. The thing that tipped her off is there is, and I'll just start with the one thing that I think is negative, but the incre- there is going to be an increase to some categories in the final value fees mm-hmm. of 0.35%. And what that equates to on a $50 item in, a, as a, if it were a Lego set that was sold for $50, that final value fee would be 18 cents higher. So... Uh, to me, this kind of thing does not get me upset. Okay. Now I can see why the- you're the nominated spokesman for some of these uh, eBay <laughs> fee changes. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm also... a little brown envelope come by your mailbox every time they change something just to uh, be on st- hot standby as a rent-a-quote. <laughs> well, it, it truly doesn't upset me, although I haven't been accused of being good at budgeting either. So, But bear in mind that it's, it, and I, I'm not knocking eBay here, but, but it, it sounds like a small percentage, but the, the, it's, it's, it's 0.35 of added to, let's say, 8, 9, 10%, whatever it is. So it maybe is, is 10 times the 0.35 as a percentage increase on the original fees. Bear yeah. in mind that as inflation goes up, the percentage goes up, and as they change the basis on which they collect fees to include um, promotions and shipping fees and all this other stuff, you know, their take is going up anyway in the background. So it's sort of compounding the rate of increase in fees. I, I, if I could take the other line on this, that arguably as sellers, I don't think there's anything that we're getting back in return for this other than the cosy, warm feeling that eBay executives are going to get a slightly bigger bonus at the end of the year, which, of course, is nice, but uh, you can't go and spend that yourself, can you? What about all their authentication programs? Okay. Is that that another part of the announcement? No, it's not. So something else is that now buy it now options in in an auction is now free. You don't have to pay for that. It's usually like 25 cents or something. Um, and you probably don't run that many auctions, if any. Uh, zero, to be honest. So not not a fee I've ever incurred. Yeah, I do have some auctions, but usually if I'm going to have an auction, I don't have a buy it now in there because the whole reason I did an auction is because we don't want to put a ceiling on it. I'm not exactly sure what I can get for it because there's nothing else exactly like it. What I did see a while back, and I, I think this might be something completely different, was because normally the way it works, if there's a buy it now and it's an auction listing, when someone places the first bid, the buy it now goes away. Because often, yeah. as a buyer, I that and, I, was the case. and I buy a lot on eBay, one of the tricks I play is if I think the buy it now is actually reasonably attractive but not quite attractive enough, enough for me, I will bid at the opening bid price to make the buy it now go away and take that off the table as information that someone else may use or indeed buy whilst I've got it on my watch list. Yeah, you're a now, sneaky one. Now, I did see, and it's only I've only seen it once, so maybe they were testing it, maybe it's not been rolled out, but there was a listing, an auction listing, where someone was bidding on it and the buy it now is still up. 
Now, so I remember hearing about that, that it has to get to at least a certain percentage of the buy it now price. I think when you, that when you that put change. a buy it now, there's a ratio between the auction price, auction starting price and the buy it now that you have yeah. to observe. Right. But this was, this was a buy it now that kind of had a sort of, that disappeared at some point in the bidding process, but would remain there beyond the first bid. Yeah, I can't remember what that was, but you're right. They used to go away when you bid, and then they made a change, and I can't remember what the change was mm -hmm. of how long it would stick around. Um, as okay. a buyer, that would worry me because I like stuff to be on my watch list, and then I'll, then I'll review it as it comes up towards the end of the auction period. So like I said, quite often I will I will put a bid in just at the beginning because I don't want to buy it now to be lurking on that item because I, I can't really track everything constantly. I'll look at it when it lists, and then I'll look again as it begins to close and see whether I think I want to bid on it. But I don't want to track it throughout the whole process. There's, there's thousands of items. I can't be bothered to do that. But if there's an open buy it now on there, that makes it more more difficult for me to manage that sort of intermediate period when other people could come in or I might have to revise my thinking. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's what they announced, but it's a little vague, but I, I believe it's just the pricing and not the change in the way the feature works. That's the way I read it anyway. Yeah, I don't see um, an announcement about it, but yeah, that's interesting. Okay. We'll have to see if we can get more information about that. Uh, the other thing that is no longer being charged for is scheduling your start date. That's good. Yes, and that also relates a little bit to the fact that drafts disappear what 75 days after the point of creation is the mm -hmm. 75 days correct yeah and it doesn't matter if you edit it or modify it it's, it's always gonna go back it doesn't mm. reset the time it's always from the time you first created it so as an alternative you can schedule the start time and that won't cost you 10 cents anymore it's free. i think it's a 30-day window scheduling the thing ahead in time I don't know. I don't have that part. <laughs> I, I tend to use that sometimes instead of drafts, just because whatever reason, it shows up in a different place in my system that way. Maybe I don't want to list it quite now, or I'm about to do some price changes. I don't want that to get caught up in that, whatever. Um, so I, I, I'll create a listing and just, just time it for the future. But I never used to let it run to the end of the time. I just go back in when I decided that it was time to list it. Just hit the you know list now. You don't pay... In the old scheme, the, the 10 cents, if you manually relist it, you'll pick the listing time yourself. You only get charged if the machine lists it at the end of the, the period that you set. But to not have to worry too much about that trivial amount of 10 cents anymore, I suppose I'll sleep better at night. Oh, good. I'm, I hope Thank that you. makes you feel better about yep. the fee increase. Right. I'm sure it won't. Now, the other thing, which totally is of not of interest to me, is that bold is now reduced to $2 instead of $3 for auctions to have mm -hmm. your title in bold on search results. That's something I don't use or waste money on. And, oh, you know, I, I missed what the other thing was. There's another upgrade that's now cheaper. Uh, yeah. I, I, the thing is, I, I think remember. the difficulty is that, I mean, I think you're mostly one-of-a-kind stuff. Mine, mine's almost yeah. always one-of-a-kind those kind of charges at two dollars a month or something is is crazy expensive for for, oh, for yeah. one item. You know, you got a warehouse full of a thousand iPhones at five hundred dollars a pop or whatever. 
paying a couple of dollars to have that in bold or a subtitle or something would strike me as a no-brainer in terms of trying to stand out a little bit. But for the one of a kind, and that's the problem with that pricing is that it doesn't doesn't appeal to you know the onesie twosies type lister. It only appeals to the the big volume sellers who frankly probably can do their own marketing anyway. Yeah, I, I like subtitle. I think that's actually quite a neat feature because quite often you do want to say a little bit more about something. It doesn't matter. It's not indexable. I'm okay with that. Um, but I, I, I really, my stuff can be listed for, I mean, a year easily. Some, some, some stuff till I find the right buyer. So to be paying two dollars a month times potentially a year, times you know three hundred items or whatever it is, you know that's going to get expensive very fast. Oh yeah. Um, and so what I resorted to doing was was doing the thing they don't say don't do, which is put graphic overlays on my images, where I put what I would put in the subtitle into the first image. And so far, I'm getting away with that. So there you go. So All they've right. priced well, themselves they... out of something that's you know could be making money for them. But I found another way of getting there. So there we are. All right. Well, they are reiterating not to do that because then it might be rejected by Google. But not everybody is testing Google like you are. And you seem to be on top of that. It rejects one every every three or four months at random. I don't know why. It, 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 it'll, it'll happily chew on it for months on end. And then it'll kick out a report and say, nope, we don't like this. Uh, it's got an overlay on it. I slightly jiggle the overlay around, move things around a little bit, re-upload the image, and then it goes completely quiet. And I run that report every day. So I'm, I'm on top of it. But very, very rarely do, do they have a problem with fairly blatant abuses of the rule. Let's face okay. it. So Good. There you are. I like it. Don't try this at home. As a surgeon's general health warning, might tank your listings, but as far as I'm concerned, it seems to work okay. You're such a rebel. And they will give details soon on eBay Open, but when? We don't know when they will give those details, but just getting us interested. And, um, ah, so with UPIs, uh, they're trying to cut down on... unpaid items and the way they're attacking that is by something you've been talking about philip is a requiring payment information when a person is going to make a best offer have so you that encountered that have you had have you been in, in that sort of phase of adoption yourself no because i barely buy on ebay i don't oh. buy to resell like you do they're doing that with a beta group right now and to work out everything and make sure there aren't negatives that outweigh the positives. And so it's only a beta group that they're doing that with right now, but with the plans of rolling that out. One of my accounts is in that, one of my buying accounts is in that test that group. group. Uh-huh. And I won't repeat it all again, but like I've mentioned before, I think that's a really bad idea. It doesn't work in favor of the sellers. Sellers say they want it because they think it's the right thing. To my mind, there's lots of things that that also go on around the transaction, probably before I finally send payment. I mean, for example, uh, quite often I will send an offer and say, you know what, you know, it, this is like a $15 package. So the 50 is putting me off that you're asking in the listing for postage. If you're willing to accept my offer on the basis of that you will charge me 15 for shipping, which is still more than the cost of your label, then please accept my offer. Now, I can't do that if I make the payment at the same time. I need to put that to them as a proposition and let them decide and then they accept or not. So that's just an example of a sale that someone won't get from that buying account because I can't structure it that way. 
yeah. unless I go through the whole process of sending messages and stuff, and that starts to get complicated. So, yeah. you know, there's a there's kind of a feature of eBay. It, there is kind of a, a bit of a two two way dialogue sometimes on things, um, and I think cutting that off. I know sellers think that everything all buyers are evil and don't want to pay on time, but really, I don't think it's that big a problem. It doesn't seem to be a problem for me. And if and if it is, it's probably net net going to give you more sales dealing with that and having to just coping with it than making going to war and trying to force everybody to pay straight away. But one thing I have noticed, and I think I've, I've whinged about it here before, is is the aggressiveness of the uh, demanding emails, demanding immediate payment from from sellers who obviously think the user agreement is something that they didn't sign. Uh, and now the fad seems to be send it within minutes of the auction closing. You know, you get that stupid uh, set four message that the C2C sellers send. Oh, I haven't received your payment. Can you let me know? I can't send it out. Until you, you know. And that's being sent by eBay automatically. No, it's them. It's them pressing the button that says remind the buyer, remind the buyer to send their payment. Mm. And eBay does not hold back in sending out messages to buyers. Trust me. You get plenty of plenty of reminders. The last thing I want is the seller chiming in and sending a whole bunch of snarky emails on top of what I get from eBay because maybe I'm waiting for my credit card with the big cashback number to recycle so I can get start getting more cashback. Um, you know, there's a perfectly good reason why I'm waiting a day or two. Let me manage that. You go do something else. It isn't adding value hassling me about this stuff. It's not going to reflect well in the DSRs that come back at you at the end of the process. If the user agreement says four days, I think that's reasonable. Just live with it. Don't fight it. It, it. it won't go well. Yeah. But anyway, I don't think they're listening to me. So there we are. Okay. Here's another little yes. pointer that um, was shared is that apostrophes have zero effect in your, whether you say men's hmm. with an apostrophe or not in your title. It's tokenized. So it's the same either way. Do you think man's and men's is the same, or would that be different? Would it come back? <laughs> just, just to throw something at you. <laughs> is that theoretical? or I don't know. Uh, man's sounds even like worse grammar, but um, it's just the way it sounds to me. It does take a character in your title, mm -hmm. and I've needed that character before. And they say, don't worry about grammatical things like that so i do worry that people think i don't know my grammar so all those uh, e acutes i've been trying to figure out how to do on my keyboard have been wasting my time <laughs> I, uh, every time i want to write coupe i have to i have to hunt around and find out how to do the acute e but uh, i don't need to be doing that anymore then apparently yeah okay, okay there you Good go you know. learn something every time that foreign keyboard can be tossed out i'll just stick with the old standard qwerty one then yes um okay so I feel like the rest of my notes about the seller update are more about using Terrapeak for sourcing, which I think we might talk about. We must do that another time because that's a whole can of worms in itself. Yeah, Quite interesting. but it's pretty fascinating. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's a lot of interesting data out there. So anyway, to answer our original question, you thought it was not too bad, verging on good? I liked it. I wasn't upset about the fee increase. And overall, I, I thought it was positive. Okay. Well, I'm going to say another gratuitous fee hike, nothing in return. But what did we expect? Okay. So there you go. Well, we're different. We always differ on stuff. So that's good. 
All right. Thank you for doing that. Um, before we talk about uh, what else we got here, we got some international shipping stuff you were going to mention, I think. Yes. Um, another thing you put me onto that I've been working on this week is uh, the eBay Main Street, folks. That's the sort of government relations lobbying part of eBay. <clears throat> they run something called, is it the S-Band, the Small yes. Business Advisory Network? Now, you've been on this a while. Yes, I've been a very inactive member, <laughs> but I have been on some calls, so I at least hear what they're talking about. I, in the Years ago, uh, my husband and I were went to Sacramento, was, we were in California, to the state capitol to talk to legislature, led, I don't know who they were, senators, state senators. It was all about the sales tax, remember that? Mm-hmm. before that you had to charge sales tax. And for me, it was very frustrating because we gave great reasons why it would be rough if we had to charge sales tax for mm-hmm. various different states. And no one cared. Yeah. But um, it's important that we do uh, know what's going on so that we can help impact legislation, which eBay was able to get as part of S-Band, they were able to get um, them to hold off for at least a year on the off making mandating a 1099 for $600 in sales. So they were successful at that. Yes. And so this is their little army of eBay sellers that are on a big database somewhere that maybe were organized by state or particular political issue or skill set or something. And they may call upon members of this group to, you know, maybe have the option of going to meet a politician or have someone visit them or whatever it takes to kind of provide some background briefing to the political process so that hopefully they don't make laws that just make things worse in the attempt to get reelected. Um, and you tipped me off on this stuff, and it sounded like an interesting thing to do. I'm interested in the, the whole background stuff, what goes on behind the scenes. So that interested me. I'm not the, the most politically minded person. I did say that to them. The, the, you know, um, I think I can handle the business discussion, discussion but you're going to have to brief me very well if you want me to talk to anybody at any level about politics. But uh, anyway, so I volunteered. I had a chat with one of them, and they seemed keen to put me into their database alongside your good uh, self. And... Um, there we are. So we'll see if that goes anywhere. Great. You're, I think you're a great candidate. I think it's interesting because you get, I like these briefing calls you get, where you get a bit of insight as to what's going on and what's coming up in the future. Yeah, uh, you do. That's, 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 that's the, that's, that to me is the plus point. Yeah. And where, how can people sign up to be considered for this? Uh, that's a very good question. I think I just Googled eBay, Main Street, SBAN, or something like that. And I just, yeah. there's like a, a page where you put a couple of paragraphs in. I thought I put in some rather generic uh, political lobbying types remarks, and they thought that was good. So I passed muster on that. Whatever. Good job. Uh, so there we are. Anyway, so you might have been interested in that. Uh, like I said, just, just Google eBay, Main Street, SBAN, and I'm sure you'll find that same page if you want to have a crack at that. That sounds like an interesting thing to do. All yes. right. Uh, quickly pressing on here. Um, international shipping. What are we going to do about that? I've forgotten what that was about. Okay. Well, I've, I for a change, I didn't forget what, what I was going to say about that. So eBay notified me that I'm now included on their new 
eBay International Shipping. So that's ah. what it's called. It's not eBay Standard International. Mm -hmm. This is their new one, eBay International Shipping. That's not the only thing I've learned. But this is the one where they take care of the returns. This is re I'm really excited about this mm. because, you know, I sell a lot of clothing. And yes. I sell a lot of clothing to people in other countries. Okay. So sometimes it doesn't fit or the fabric is not how they thought it would be and they legitimately want to return it. So I'm really excited about that. So I'm now part of that. Now to have my, I have over 1600 listings and in order for them to be put into this, they would either have had to be in the global shipping program, which they're not, mm -hmm. or I had to just remove international shipping from them. So in bulk, I was able to edit the over 1,600 listings, remove shipping from them. I mean, I'm sorry, remove international shipping. Okay. Remove the option altogether. And then Did you automatically do, this was the bulk they listing just, change or was it the a policy bulk? edit change? No, I don't use policies. Ah, okay. Remember when I did and my whole life was in an uproar? It can be a double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah. To put okay, it so like... You're, you're, doing, you're, you're the bulk... At the bulk end of the scale, I, I used right. to do They're, that. The reason I ended up changing was that I shipped. I, I went off went off Turbo Lister. I went to a different application, and that application, I suspect, quite a lot of them do use the shipping policies to tell the system what to do with shipping, and therefore, doing everything a la carte was no longer an option. But you're you're the a la carte approach, right? And okay. if you have shipping policies. There was something you can click to see how to do it with that. So I, I did not click that. Gotcha. So I don't know how. But I removed it in bulk from all of them. It took a minute or two. And I've already had something sell with that. Hmm. So the other thing I can report was that it looked exactly the same as it did when it was eBay Standard International. I created the label. I sent you a screenshot of that, what that label looked like. And it's going off, in this case, the one you sent me was Ascendia, which is one of the providers they use for the the other one. Uh-huh. The and it's going duty to Illinois. unpaid, but this is now a duty paid version. Or does it depend on what the buyer selects? You don't get to see whether it's duty paid or duty unpaid. That's I all behind the scenes. Know. I guess you could look it up from the transaction record, but oh, what, I do you, could. What, what do you care? You know, I guess that's not your worry. Yeah, so it was just as simple. You're right. I, I could. Actually, I think I, suspect, I saw that I suspect that they if it's duty unpaid, it. it probably roots in. It's probably if it's duty unpaid, it probably just ends up going straight back into the old eBay send international flow. If it's duty paid, it probably goes into what used to be GSP, and all they've done is put a sort of decision thing in front of that, saying, "Okay, we're going to bundle these things together." On that note, I called eBay today, okay. as I mentioned, but the reason I called them was because somebody in Canada did not receive their item and I did it through eBay Standard International mm. because it was before I was in this program. And it's been a very long time and she hasn't received it. I updated the request <clears throat> with the tracking and eBay notified me this morning they closed the case because I didn't provide tracking. Uh -oh. and um, Ding, ding, ding. I did get a ding against oh, me. I'm no. still under the threshold, oh, no. and I'm still a top-rated seller. <laughs> yeah, thank you. 
Um, because what I was a, a, apparently, I, I don't know what happened to my brain, but you know things happen to my brain. What I was you must have ignored have, a lot of emails saying you're you're you, you're you're late in your response. You need to respond to us. This is about to go bad on you. You know, I normally see those, Philip. I. I think that I was thinking eBay would see that I gave that tracking number and it was in the wrong side of Canada. Oh, okay. Um, but what I should have done is refunded them and then gone and filed a claim, which is so stupid and, mm -hmm. and clunky. But anyway, speaking of stupid and clunky, we're talking about my brain here. Um, I should have done that. So on the so I asked the customer service person with eBay who had to remind me how to file a claim, but I found it real quick. You just go to help and then type, you know, open shipping claim with eBay standard. Have they, just to interrupt you, uh, sorry, have they put something funny at the front end of the sort of the beginning of the help section? of the, the seller hub thing. I, I thought I saw a flag pop up the other day and there's some sort of new, uh, do you want help with this, this, and this, some sort of new menuing system or something? I don't read that much. No, I, I mean, if I don't it, have but... to. So I just did the mm. search thing. Actually, okay. yes, Philip, to answer your question, I did see that. And actually, I started clicking it. It got me nowhere. And then I went back to find how to have them call me. Okay, so anyway, so get back. let's get back to the topic. I do okay. Back to the topic is I filed the claim because they didn't deliver it. And, but you, but when I spoke to her about the customer service person that now I'm in the new program, will that, will they just see that it didn't arrive? Mm -hmm. And she said, she does believe it's going to be, she didn't give me an answer cause she doesn't know for sure, but that it will be kind of a melding of global shipping program and eBay Standard International. So let's just hope that that's part of the new program. I was trying to work it out how it worked with the Standard International because it's kind of a mixture of different systems. eBay, for example, would know that an item had arrived at their consolidation point um, for whichever vendor they were using. But I think that with Send International, that is not strong enough to protect you if it goes missing later than that. And if it goes missing later than that, your 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 out is just to go for the hundred dollars insurance, and you're then on the hook for the rest. Whereas yeah. under the new eBay International Shipping, is that what it's called? eBay International Shipping. It yeah. goes the same flow, but I believe that if it hits the first point of entry, then they're on the hook for everything after that. So they've changed the financials. Okay. I suspect around a very similar actual delivery flow. That's going to save me so much grief. Mm -hmm. That's a really. But how great much stuff thing. do you? I, I, again, going on a slight sidetrack here. How much stuff do you lose? Oh, how much stuff gets lost? Not that much, but I, I do lose um, things that are sent internationally. Do get lost more than, of course, in the U.S. I mean, maybe one every few months mm, okay I, I can't think of i i can think of if i go back 10 years i can think of one and that was where someone had sliced open the package taken the i don't know 70 dollar item out taped it back up and put it back in the mail stream 
So probably someone in a sorting facility somewhere. Oh, okay. And that was the only time I think I've genuinely had something that never, ever turned up. And then there was one which was a whole buyer fraud case. And I'll tell you that story another time, but we need probably half a show to cover that one. But it was interesting. It was very interesting. Um, There's a lot of data digging that went on to figure that guy out. But I I, I think I I spotted his game after a lot of research. Uh, But no, almost never. And it worries me when people say, oh, I I have to insure and I send internationally or I lose a lot of sleep or it's a big risk. I I don't know. I, I can't produce numbers that get me close to that level of concern. Well, I'm just glad that eBay's covering it. But mm-hmm. remember when my package was like stuck in Tel Aviv? Yes, yeah. And but it always turns up. I'm not I saying know, stuff. But late it is doesn't... very common, but never lost without a trace, unheard of, pretty much. Well, this one may show up, but not in time for a case not to that be closed against me. And the, the art of the game is managing that, hopefully, to at least get some money out. Now, the advantage of eBay adjudicating that case, I think, is if it does turn up, and this is where your parcelsapp.com link is good because it's much better at tracking stuff down than the regular USPS number or whatever they've given you, is that you could then appeal that uh, judgment by eBay on the grounds that they they were wrong, it wasn't lost. Well, I'm hoping that if you're talking about this one, but in eBay international shipping, this won't even be an issue. They're they're covering us, right? If okay. it gets lost, we're the just one that, covered. The one that was adjudicated against you. Oh, got it. Okay, I will. Thank you, Philip. I will um, remember that. If now that does, you've said if it. If it does turn up, okay. Then I think you've got grounds for appeal. Whereas, if you said, which is what I would recommend you know what, I think this is going to go against me. I might as well refund. No point in taking a ding and a refund. I um, know. Then you've got no basis for appealing to eBay on the grounds that they forced money out of your hand. They shouldn't have. They, You could ring them up and say, you know what, you know, can we work something out? And if you're in good standing and a loyal customer, you never know. They've been known to do nice things in the past. Yes, they have. Um Anyway, we're getting we're getting off topic. Anyway, All right. so you you you, you opted in. You're in the new system. Stuff's going out the door, and you're sleeping at night, and everything's hunky dory. Yes, I'm very excited about it. Good. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Okie dokie. Uh, what have we got time for here? We've definitely don't want to lose your uh, 2023 predictions. It's been a busy week. You're thinking about that stuff. Why don't we park the uh, the pillow inflation machine that we were going to talk about because that's okay. what I was slightly alluding to earlier on on the grounds that we'll probably end up making a, a ridiculously long uh, show if we try and get into that now. Let's yeah. let's dive straight into predictions. So Sherry's Brief, okay. consider 12 months' time, what's going to happen in the world of eBay. Be as specific as you can. Off you go. Six of them. All right. My specific is a whole different <laughs> ballgame than your specific. Number one, yeah. image search with AI creating a listing. Oh. All right. So I, think I take I a wanna... picture of a kettle, and it says, that's a kettle. Is a kettle yes. listing? Is that the idea? Yeah, and um, using what is it called? Uh, Google image search. There's a word for it. Um, I've been able to identify and antique, you know, like teapots specifically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to exactly what it was. It had no name on it, but it found one in the search. So eBay getting on that bandwagon and identifying it. I can see that. 
All right, great. So you're in okay. the listing flow. You say, you know, here's my pictures. It says we've looked at the first picture. We think it's a kettle. Here's six items that look like they match. Do you want to select one of those as being a, a hit? In which case, yeah. maybe we can help you fill in the item specifics and maybe some text and stuff when it goes off and does it. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? That's, I think, definitely in the range of the doable. All right, okay. Whether they're going to put the my... money on that, we'll find out. I know. Okay. That, I All mean, right. with AI going crazy All lately. Right. Well, we'll take that as a yes, please. You approve? Yes, yes. Oh, goody. If we okay. say that, it's going to happen, right? That's right. Because <laughs> we're in charge. This is actually my wish list. But, okay, number two, profit per item built into setter, Seller Hub, <laughs> and it's exportable. So where you can put in what the item cost you and eBay populates what the fees were into Seller Hub. They're already putting it in your order details page. Mm -hmm. When you go to a waiting mm -hmm. ship and click on order details, they're putting what the fees are there. So there'll just be another button of export the items that sold showing in a report what the profit was on that item. It's amazing. How do you like me now? You think it's amazing how long they've been in business, how many decades, <laughs> and we still have no tool that says how much money we made? Isn't that surprising? As an e-commerce platform? Yeah, it is. And this would How hard keep, would it be? I, I know. This would keep sellers from looking around, finding other tools to do this, Tools that are pushing listing on other sites. Because you, you were talking to some folks the other day that have figured this out pretty much using third party, the APIs and pulling data and stuff. And they're starting, they're going to be taking eBay's lunch. Hey, I don't, I'm going to unsubscribe from that particular program. And the reason is I watched a training video on how to use it. And because eBay's, APIs don't provide things like title and SKU in mm -hmm. a bulk download. You have to do all this other stuff, mm -hmm. this go around. I'm going to just stick with recording it when okay. I ship it because manipulating this data in bulk so far yeah. doesn't look like it's going to save me any time. No? Okay. I might not sound... And you very... know my, my cynical view, and, yeah. and maybe I'm wrong, but the problem is you've got two fiefdoms in eBay. Product, those are the people that put listings up on the platform and collect bids and stuff. And then there's payments that kick in downstream of that who handle the money, the tax, the fees and everything. And they each have their respective tabs on the seller hub that they maintain and the problem is that the sold items is something that the product guys report on. How the financials are handled after the thing sells is the payments guys. And so the data you need mm. is spread across two different tabs on the seller hub. And those guys just do not, on the face of it, see anyone talk to each other and say, you know what, why don't we have one report straddling the two tabs that, by the way, marries up the cost, the, the fees data with the sales data so that someone could actually perish the thought, work out how much money they made on a sale. You know, I think that is the the reason for the, the lack of that information in those reports. And I know and we, you, I think you, you and I have been on calls where we've been in front of the high priestess 
of yeah. uh, managed payments. Uh, won't mention names, but I think we know who. And and we've discussed that. And and I think I, I think you and I both agree this would be not just helpful to sellers, but it would be uh, it would make eBay as a platform a lot stickier in terms of sellers staying with the product because yes. now you're a key enabler on them doing their tax returns and their sales returns and whatever else they have to do with their numbers. Yes. You're going to Shopify, you're going to break that, and you've got to reinvent that wheel. And that's just now a barrier to going to somewhere cheaper. Yes, and then also these um, the, the tool I was looking at is an accounting tool, uh, but these other ones are listing tools, and all mm -hmm. of those are pushing put your items on Poshmark, Mercari, all these other things. Yes. So that's not beneficial to eBay. I'll also, I just want to say, if I didn't articulate, that one of the things you have to do to even get the data um, into this other program is you have to format the files from eBay. So it's mm -hmm. a, a multi-step process. Mm -hmm. It is not automated. All right. In that sense. So I'm going to move on, but okay. that was we'll, prediction we'll say yes, number please two. Yes, to that. And okay. uh, one of the number three. I, I'm trying to work out a, 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 like a simple man's approach to fixing that particular problem myself. I got tired of it. But we won't, we won't dwell on that here. We'll crack on to number three, predicting, prediction number three. Okay. All right. So eBay is automating things like removing shipping from all of your items means that you will be in the eBay once it's rolled out to you, eBay international shipping. So they're just doing that for you. Mm -hmm. And then another thing program they have with promoted listings is that you can opt to have eBay set the rate based on the daily um, rates. That's So as long as you don't set a promoted listing rate for it when you create the listing, they will if you're opted into that. Mm -hmm. Okay, along those lines, and I've talked about this before, but I think this year might be the year that Come eBay on. has you. You know what it is, don't you? <laughs> Do you know what it is? Uh, Clothing? Well, we've talked before about whether whether the, the system seems very dumb in terms of cross-selling clothing. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. So, because I can, I can, I can be looking at medium T-shirts for hours and hours and hours, and then all it's going to offer me uh, on the edges like extra larges, or vice versa. You know, yeah. You, so, you thought it would be smart enough to know that that I broadly go for a certain style or a size of item. Yeah, I was looking for a top that was black. That was halter style, petite, because I'm short. I have a short torso. So anything else is just not going to fit right. And out of hundreds of thousands of listings, it got narrowed down to four. They were all identical. They were all ads. And they were all this bra-like piece of <laughs> uh, clothing. So the system wasn't working. Unless you know the brand and maybe the model number or if it has a name, it, eBay is not a great place to find clothing that fits you. So to solve that problem, what they, I predict that they're going to roll out is that the seller enters the measurements mm -hmm. of the piece of clothing. And then eBay asks the buyer, what are your measurements? 
And then when the buyer's looking for a top, eBay shows them tops that will fit them. That would be very good. Wouldn't that and be also, nice? it depends where in the world you are. Uh, if you use the sort of small, medium, large, you know, if you if you're buying someone that's designed maybe around the Chinese market, their idea of large is probably a probably oh, it's a small. My, their large is my size, which is it's extra probably small. probably two two a good a good two size differential. You know, yeah. Europeans are probably about the same in terms of the height, but they're a little slender, less slender around the middle than, than us Americans, you know? So, whereas, if you, as you said, if it was all geared to the measurements, you wouldn't then need to worry about exactly, does this manufacturer run large, small, whatever? Do I have to go to the photographs and someone's put the yardstick up against it and all this sort of thing? Yeah, and I'm going to throw out that on Terror Peak's top categories for sourcing insights, which I know we're not talking about today. Okay. Four of the top 20 categories are clothing categories. Oh, yes, eBay's strong. So eBay should be motivated to make clothing shopping work. It would be huge. Well, also, you could then track the returns and you could capture in the return flows the, you know, a... a I don't know, Eddie Bauer shirt medium gets returned a lot for being too large or too small and then feed that back into the guidance system when you recommend it to someone to Ooh, not steer, like them, steer them up a size or down a size depending on what people report if oh. they do returns. I like it. And here's a, another little thing they might do. Mm -hmm. Show you what it's going to look like on you based on your measurements. Give you a little animation yes. of... These how these balloon pants, that's a style of pants mm -hmm. that I sell a lot, mm -hmm. are going to sit on you. Could you upload, that be nice? upload a picture of yourself in the buff? <laughs> have you put the clothes on? Uh, that's just I my imagination going go, wild, I'm sorry. That might I was go thinking awry. of those sites that sell uh, like uh, you know glasses and stuff where you, you upload a photo of your face and it yeah, shows, you're you, funny. shows you the glasses, but I was going to get carried away with myself. I'm sorry. Maybe you can wear a bathing suit. Okay, for that. fair enough then. All right. Okay. Okay, we're so going to grant that one. We like so, that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Thank I think it's going to happen, but we'll grant it okay. for the purposes of discussion. Number four, are we up to four? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that one's going to happen either. Okay, eBay authenticates jewelry, handbags, watches, sneakers. This is the year for eBay to authenticate antiques. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I was running out, so it's yeah, something that, I'd like. That's more of a wish list. I than think that's, a, that's rather complicated, so that's... Oh, oh there you go. Yeah. You. We'll and think. not to mention, antiques are not in the top 20 categories. So. All right. Anyway, good thought. Okay, moving on. Chugging along. Um, I don't know if you remember when eBay had a section where you could purchase in bulk or where you could also list. And I'm talking about like... Um, anyway, it was a bulk selling section. Mm. And a bulk buying section. It's gone. What I think they're going to bring it back. Used to be able to do. One of the search parameters in the sort of expanded search options was to pull out listings that were multiples. I often buy power supplies in by the dozen or whatever oh. because I get through a lot. So if I want a 9-volt power supply, I'm not interested in the seller who's only got one for sale. I want a guy with quantity. And you used to be able to put that as a parameter just into regular search and say, only show me listings with quantity greater than one. You can't anymore? That's no longer an option. Interesting. So not, not a wholesale as such, but the ability to figure out who has quantity and might cut you a deal if you took everything or whatever the volume you want is. 
Okay, well, that and that's a loss. was a good feature. That is a mm-hmm. loss. So because, back to therapy, providing sourcing insights, it would make sense if they, once they showed you sell-through rates and how effective certain uh, categories are, if you could click through to purchase in bulk so you could sell it. All right, are you going to give me a buzz? Um... Where are we at? Bulk sales. Well, there's any harm. I don't think it's going to be high on the list of things to do. I mean, I think their direction of travel is is expensive, one of a kind, high trust, high margin situations. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, volume liquidation is really, really where they're heading. But I, yeah, I, 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 I would like it. But, you know, there we are. Yeah, I, I was running out of ideas. Okay, okay well, and- let's let's see, let's see what you got for the last one then. How much uh, how much how much mileage this one has? Yeah, eBay um, ranking results according to seller status. I don't have. All right, all right. <laughs> I know that's on behalf of everybody who hates being ranked on status. Okay. Actually, I I I always lobby for this myself, but um, you know I think I know I'm a lone you do. Voice. <laughs> That's why I thought you know maybe you're just gonna harass them into just doing it just to get you off their back. So what do you have in mind here? Is it does it go back to DSRs counting sales rank seller, uh, best match ranking? More like your top rated seller status. I don't. Um, I, I I didn't think this one through very uh, thoroughly, but. You know, I'm thinking about, so certain sellers are approved as refurbished sellers. Um, so they're already doing that. Yeah. Um, but will they start looking at, oh, you know, Sherry has sold this many thousands of this brand of clothing. So, you know, maybe, mm. I don't Excuse know. Me. Obviously, I haven't thought this through. Maybe let's. Can we leave that one vague? Yeah, we'll leave that uh, vague. I, to be honest, it's it's overdue. I think it's something that that should happen. I think that makes perfect sense. But I, 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 I think so many careers have been trashed on this particular topic that the likelihood of anyone that's looking at being around eBay for a couple more years and having a good run is going to take this one on and and go to war with all the sellers in the current climate. Which is, I suspect, however well thought out it is, and however worthwhile and sensible it is, is where you'd end up. And they've kind of, I think, just said, you know what? Let's just not keep poking this particular bear. It, it doesn't it doesn't end well. And, yeah, and um, we want it to be an open marketplace. Too. I, I think I would say, provided the the system is transparent, the metrics are something that you as a seller can influence. You're not at the mercy of subjective views by buyers. Um, I don't, and there's and there's enough safeguards that you don't end up with with a, you know a small number of things causing you huge problems. Um, I think it's perfectly reasonable, and as someone who puts effort into trying to be a reasonably decent seller, I would like to get some return on that investment. Because to okay. be honest, so being, like being a good idea. seller is just a vanity project. Trying to keep all the metrics at 100% doesn't do you any favors in terms of selling any more stuff. It's just something you do because you care about things. And that's, you know, I mean, that's the way it is, but that's a little unfortunate. I'd like to see a world where if you won't go from medium to really good, yeah, you get you get more out of it. But that's not the way it's set up. Yeah. All right. Well, that right. wraps so up where, my where prediction. Is that, is that a ding? I don't know. 
Yeah, we want it, right? <laughs> well, but you and I are the only people that ask for that, but we'll 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 we'll, we'll say yes to that. <laughs> All right. What else we got here? Uh, I think. Tell you what, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there because we're running out of time here. We will park for the moment the discussion about Sherry's buying a, a, a pillow inflator. Sounds kind of strange. Not to sleep on. No, okay. Uh, in the meantime, we mentioned is coming up in the next few days, well, next month, I suppose, is the seller check-in call, 2nd of March. Usually that is posted on sellerevents.ebay.com. It wasn't there when I checked a little earlier today, so maybe go back in a few days and see if they've posted it. And if you want to stay in touch with us, maybe you've got ideas or something we could talk about, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can do that via email or whatever. Uh, all our details are at sellsellsell.online. That's sellsellsell.online. Till then, thanks very much indeed for joining us this week. Philip Jackson here saying thank you for your time and... Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. <laughs>